Hey everybody, it's your friendly neighborhood Chippa back with another movie review from Salem Horror Fest 2020. For those of you that don't know, Salem Horror Fest has gone in completely virtual this year um, with two weekend passes. Weekend one with its own set of premieres and other stuff going on. Weekend two with its own set of premieres and stuff going on. Or you can get an all-access pass and get access to all of it. Over a 100 hours of movies and podcasts and um, Q&As and retrospectives and all kinds of other amazing stuff. Um, and you have access to that um, with the all-access pass, I think, for the rest of the year is what they have going on there. So go over and search for Salem Horror Fest 2020, find their website, buy yourself a pass, and dig into these movies that I've um, had the... Uh, um, the honor of being able to dig into um, some of these prior to the fest this year and now during it as well. So with that, I want to bring you to another film I saw from Salem Horror Fest this year that I had heard about prior and was excited to see. This film is called The Last Thanksgiving. This is the East Coast premiere of this film. The Last Thanksgiving was directed by Eric Lorink. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, Eric. If I'm not, you know, find me in the comments or come on the show and let's let's talk about your movie. Um, the synopsis of this film is that a family of cannibalistic pilgrims attacks a restaurant that stays open for Thanksgiving. That's the synopsis. That's the movie you get. But there's so much more to it there. Um, first and foremost, the location of this film. I, I didn't look up where it was filmed, but, you know, I'm expecting a Last Thanksgiving movie to be a New Englandish area. This has more of, like, a Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, or maybe even, like, um, not Baltimore, um, like a Buffalo, New York. Kind of like a hilly, um, older you know, city, small, one main town drag road. I'll be interested to find out um, after I do this review. I, I didn't think that's that's where I'd go. But anyway, the, the location is great. You know, it, there's like this one little diner type um, fish and chips restaurant um, that's open that the main character who I'll get into in a minute um, works at. And then there's a movie theater down the street that, you know, shows second run films it would seem and because it's Thanksgiving and there's no Thanksgiving horror films, he's showing Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which is a movie I own um, unironically. I also own the Mystery Science Theater version, but I own Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I used to do a thing called Mystery Science Theater Fox Hall the night before reading day in my dorm when I was a resident advisor. And we'd stay up all night and watch bad movies. And um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was one of them. So that was awesome to see. Um on screen in a movie like this. But anyway, so back to the type of movies that this is. This is unabashedly a 70s, 80s style slasher gore flick. It's not striving to be anything more than that. The characters are dumb. They do ignorant things. Um, they have, you know, the villains have silly one-liners and puns when they kill people. This is a very silly, very over-the-top um, gore flick for the sake of being gory, but whoever is doing their gore um, effects um, is top notch. They and, and you know there's no digital you know additions to these things. These are all in camera, shot on set, very gooey, very over the top gore effects, and quite frankly, pretty disgusting. Um, this isn't like you know hostile stuff. This isn't a torture porn film. Um, you know, a lot of the big like hits are done off screen. It's kind of, you know, what's going on after it's definitely more, this is gore for the sake and the fun of it. And if you can get into that kind of thing, the last Thanksgiving is certainly your bag, 
the thing that really grossed me out was the cannibal characters are always drinking glasses of wine full of blood, and the blood looks very realistic. It's not the stage blood, you know, KNB, you know, bright red spray. It looks like something that came out of a blood bag at a hospital, and there's just something so unabashedly gross about someone taking a swig out of a wine glass full of blood that really sent freaking chills up my spine. So, what's going on in this movie? So this girl named Lisa Marie is like the town outcast. Um, isn't waking up in time for work, you know, going nowhere. Family really wants her to be back for Thanksgiving, but they also want her to go do her job. And her job is a restaurant that happens to be open on Thanksgiving. The restaurant crew are all are obviously very tight-knit. They're friends. They all seem genuine. Um, obviously, you know, the acting is not the most incredible in the world, but that's what they're going for here. They're very broad, very caricature-y characters. Um, the girl playing Lisa Marie does a lot of heavy lifting because she has that kind of like, you know, emo goth or just, you know, I'm too good for this place kind of mentality that um, sticks with the character. But so what's going on is while this is going on and while she's going to work, we get, you know, the glimpse of this family and, you know, the family's got... You know, um, a, a family member that wears a mask and it kind of looks like a pilgrim face and it's a little weird and they never really explain why. I would imagine there's something going on with this kid, whether, you know, it's a mental handicap or something like that, um, probably through inbreeding or some weird crap like that. Again, you know, that's the kind of movie this is. You know, they're they're kind of like the white suburban version of the family from The Hills Have Eyes, you know, is, is what they're going for here. But, you know, the sister of the family is talking about this great Thanksgiving dinner and people are going out to get the food and we realize that the food is humans who are not obeying the rules of honoring Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. So now this movie which jokes that there isn't a Thanksgiving horror movie makes their own Thanksgiving horror movie and that's really cool. So what happens? So they go off and this is where the movie gets clever. They do some really cool cuts in fact, the editing in this is actually really good for for a low-budget offering. They do some cool cuts where, like, the characters are complaining about how, oh, it's the same thing every year. She goes to the door. She, you know, pretends her car is broken down. She does this. And they're talking over it while we're seeing the first group of people that are, you know, cut up and being brought to be served for dinner. You know, one, they light on fire like a pit roast. Um, there's, you know, one boiling in a vat of gravy, quote unquote, um, in the, uh, you know, in the living room when they get there. But the meat of the movie starts when they get to the restaurant and the carnage, the, the guy pretends to be a guy coming in looking for a job and his other sister just pretends to be, you know, someone I think that wants to get food. He walks in and this is one of my favorite bits in the movie. He goes in to talk to the manager in the back because he wants to get a job. And he does, you know, the horror movie trope thing where he walks up against a knife block. And you think he grabbed a knife. And he goes and pulls out the knife to, and he goes, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not really that hungry. Anyways, I'm more of a seafood fan. And he pulls out the knife because he's going to stab the guy in the eye, right? But it's a whisk. And he goes, a whisk? Seriously? And he goes, ah, whatever. And goes about jamming the whisk into the guy's eye pulling his eye and brains out and taking a great big bite of it. It's disgusting. The pun is hilarious. And this is kind of the sick, sadistic, but fun 
um, you know, 70s slasher gore flick vibe that they're going for in the last Thanksgiving. And it gets more wacky and crazy after that. You know, it, it's clunky. It, you know, it's a chase movie and they're getting chased around, but they're not really locked in by any means that really makes sense. The killers always have the advantage in a movie like this, so it doesn't really need logic. There's a great sequence where Lisa Marie escapes and makes it to the movie theater where her friend is showing Santa Claus, her boyfriend is showing Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And my favorite kill in the movie, and this is something that I'm surprised, maybe it was done in a Scream film, but I don't think it has been, He's in the projector booth and she sees him but sees the killer behind him and he gets stabbed in the blood sprays on the lens or the window and so Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is now sepia-hued from the blood. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, so that's, uh, you know, a, a really fun little flick. Um, the revelation on what's going on with the cannibal family is also amazing. Killers in these movies always give their big exposition sequence, so they reveal when they ramp up the movie by even more of what's going on. So what's going on is they are descendants of people that were involved in the original Thanksgiving. Um, the original Thanksgiving, the person cooking the food, after all the Indians, which they seem to be super racist against the Native Americans, and they, they call them Indians, and it's very intentional, um, you know, they're super racist against them, which adds to them just being vile people that they go, and then all of them showed up. So it was a three day feast and we didn't have enough food. So our, um, our descendant thought quickly and cut up a whole bunch of people and added it to the food to pat it out. And, you know, the people that she cut up were, you know, a couple of those native Americans that she didn't like very, very much because they were rude by showing up and weren't honoring our tradition. It's just like, oh, wow, this is heavy handed and fun. And they said, so your descendant, you know, who's now dead, you still have to honor her. And they go, dead? And then you see that they also have, like, an ancient, like, zombie woman living in there, too. Um, it's all in good fun. There's there's nothing that's going to uh, um, severely try your patience or try your mental um, faculties about this film. It's just a good old-fashioned throwback a couple of beers and watch a bunch of people get offed. And then hopefully watch the good guys win in the end. And I'll I'll leave you to that to find out how that goes down. But it's just a blast. Um, and now we have a Thanksgiving horror film. So thank, thank everyone involved in this film. And thank you Salem Horror Fest for premiering this on the East Coast. And giving me a chance to talk about it. Um, and until next time, this has been again Chris Chipman, a.k.a. The Chippa, reviewing The Last Thanksgiving for Salem Horror Fest 2020. You can find me by searching The Chippa Made This, and you'll find my podcasts and other stuff. Or go to patreon.com slash the chippa if you want to support my efforts. Have a great one. Bye. Bye-bye.